Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sense Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building. And we're also located in the Village of Whitefish Bay, right inside the Equitable Bank Building, across from my favorite store, Winkies. We're now able to service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. So if you'd like any information on Ellen Becker, please go to our, our website, ellenbecker.com, for more details. I am extremely excited to introduce our guest uh, today, and I'm going to keep you in a little suspense for a little bit, um, because oftentimes when you listen to this show, you're going to hear things relating to individuals. And we're going to talk about that, but I'm going to start the program sharing how I touch corporations. So if you know, or if you're a client of Ellen Becker Investment Group, Our primary function is to work with individuals to help them prepare for retirement and the financial challenges or stresses that they may see throughout their lifetime. But what's unique about Ellen Becker Investment Group is we also touch corporations. And one way I touch corporations is by providing workshops and seminars for individuals Um, or associates of a corporation. So really what I'm doing is I'm an outside person bringing value and credibility to the benefits in place already at that employer. And it's a pretty important role because when you think about it, um, if you're an employee or an employer, oftentimes you don't even know or you're not familiar with the vast array of benefits that are offered. And once you figure out what that benefit is, how do you really utilize that benefit to the best advantage for you? So um, we're going to talk about companies a little bit um, and leaders of those companies and um, different aspects around that. So let's get started. Um, I'm going to open up with a comment that people don't leave jobs, they leave bosses. And when I look back at my work history, I can think of mentors and um, managers that have really had a great impact on my life and created this passion around the role that I fulfilled at this corporation. And it really gave value of how I was touching Uh, the individuals in the corporation in such a positive way. But again, I've also had managers um, where I didn't feel that spark inside me. Um, So today we're going to really be focusing on those leaders of corporations. And again, I want to tie in the corporate benefit that I provide only because Oftentimes, people don't realize what they do and how they interact with those employees has a great impact on employee retention. And we know unemployment is at an all-time low. And so when I touch the corporations that I work with, they often see the value in my workshops or my one-on-one financial planning um, sessions as employee retention. 
And when we do these evaluations um, of the services, whether it be, again, the seminar or the one-on-one financial planning, we talk about um, the results with those leaders. And um, then we're going to get into a conversation on what are those leaders doing to really create this culture which um, benefits the employees and the company and then, again, themselves. Because we know great leaders have great people around them, and uh, they work with the team that they have. So with that, I am going to introduce our guest today. It's Liza LeClaire, and um, she is part of Tech Vistage. So before we jump into this, why don't you tell us a little bit about Tech Vistage? Well, thank you for having me today, Jean. I, I really appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. So Tech Vistage actually started here as Tech, which stands for the Executive Committee here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 61 years ago. And it's a peer executive advisory group. It's actually uh, one of the largest in the world. It's 22,000 members in 16 different countries. But but it's it's basically the opportunity to bring non-competing businesses specifically their leaders together, to, uh, to address issues and, and opportunities and challenges that they have in a confidential environment where, you know, it can be lonely at the top. So here they're bringing everybody together. So as the chair of a Tech Vistage group, my objective is to make my members the best leaders they can be, to run the best companies they can have, but also just be the best individuals so share with us, what made you align yourself with Tech Vistage? Good question. I actually was personally and professionally impacted by, by Tech Vistage for many, many years. So my background is uh, I ran the operations at Wheel and & Sprocket, and Chris Kegel, the president uh, and owner of the company, was a, I want to say, 14-year member of Tech Vistage. And so there were many opportunities that, that he would bring to the group. And, and probably the most impactful in, in many regards was back just before the recession hit, the confidence indexes from Tech Vistage across the country indicated that there might be some uh, significant issues coming. So we prepared ourselves, you know, for everything from our inventory to our, to our payroll structure. So when the economy did have a downturn, we were able to expand our current stores. We were able to expand into new markets. So other industry or others in the industry that were failing, we actually had the opportunity to expand and become a stronger company. So how many people are part of your group? So I currently have 13 members in my group, and there's a max of 16 members that I'm going to have in my group. After that, there would really be a, a, a waiting list. So um, with this group, is there a time commitment and is there an annual enrollment? Or can the three open spots that you have, can somebody start with your group at any period? So I look at this as an opportunity for, for finding an individual that's the best fit. So it's just as if you owned your own company and you're hiring a new manager. You want to make sure it's the right individual. There's, there's not any time period or we only accept new members at a certain time of the year or, or what have you. It's really about having the right, the right individual. So when I went to your website to do a little research on this um, process, it talks about a 60-year proven methodology. Share with us, how do you work with these individuals and what is that methodology? 
So the methodology actually helps keep all of these different leaders with different styles on track with processing an issue. So it's the the making sure that we're bringing the member is bringing an issue to the group. You know what what have they done so far? What's important to them in processing this issue, and and what they want to get from the group. Once we've established that, the next part is really getting clarifying questions. And for those who understand that Lean Six Sigma. This is getting to the root issue. So it's not uncommon for someone to come to the group with a question that is is really a higher symptom more than it is the deep issue. So that clarifying question section, that's where that methodology comes into play. Not until that's clarified and we know we have the root question, then we get into suggestions. So there's a real leadership development involved in, in this methodology. So you made reference to working with different styles. And um, I can think of a few styles of different managers that I've had and mentors. Um, Humor us a little bit. Share some funny stories or some interesting styles or some challenges that you face when working with these multiple styles. Sure. The first thing that's important to me, as I mentioned earlier, was fit. So my members are open-minded lifelong learners, they're willing to put themselves out there and be vulnerable. Beyond those, we actually have, you know, manufacturer sectors, service sectors, you know, software, all different, um, different industries, different size companies. Some are, you know, equity, private equity owned, some are family companies, some are partnerships. So they're, they come in with all different structures of the companies. They come in with different years of experience, uh, different number of employees. So uh, it's not just what they're doing today when they join the group. It's how do they tap into all their previous experience and uh, and communicate that uh, effectively. Well, what's interesting, uh, when I was listening to you speak a little earlier, you made reference to the It's Lonely on the Top. And um, sometimes when you approach different problems with coworkers or um, peers and you're all working for the same organization, um, if you're dealing with an issue or a challenge, they might give you an answer or solution that they think you want to hear. And when you're working with these individuals in your groups, you find that that's very different. Absolutely. So it, it And they're cognizant of that. So they know that if They've got an issue. They want to bring it to their executive team and ask for solutions that there is that potential of a bias. So they know if they're going to bring this to our group that the members are going to, might not be what they want to hear, but the members are going to give them uh, what they need to hear. Well, and that's how people grow personally, professionally, and create this uh, mentorship and this dialogue within the group as well as the employees. And so it's, it's funny you say that because Vistage has a relationship with Dun & Bradstreet, and they actually did a study, and they recognize that Vistage members actually grow two times faster in their revenue growth than non-Vistage members, which makes sense because you're bringing issues to the group. You're going to leave with a confident answer, solution, and a timeline to actually put it in place. And guess what? We're going to hold you accountable to it, too, because when you own your own company, who's going to hold you accountable? Well, we're going to hold you accountable as a group. Well, if you're interested in getting a hold of Liza, she can be reached at 262-510-6066. And if you're interested in learning a little bit more about Ellen Becker Investment Group and how we can touch your employees, please give me a call at 262-691-3200. With that, let's take a break and we'll continue this conversation. 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, Whitefish Bay, and now we're able to serve clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Please visit our website at ellenbecker.com for more details. We started um, today's conversation with a great dialogue uh, with Liza LeClaire from Tech Vistage, and we're learning about how she touches key players at different corporations to help mentor, coach them um, within their businesses facing challenges um, in regard to uh, business concerns as well as employee concerns. And we're going to continue that conversation but I wanted to tie this in uh, to what we do at Ellen Becker Investment Group and how we touch corporations. I made light or reference to the um, high unemployment rate. And right now we're finding that employers are struggling finding good employees. And one way to keep the great employees you have is by offering some great services and one of the services that I provide is corporate education. So I go into corporations and I can do a lunch and learn, a half day or a full day session, just sharing the benefits that that corporation offers their employees right now. And in doing so, we're able to provide value and credibility and to the benefits that are already in place. And oftentimes I see uh, people wanting those seminars throughout the different times of year and most notably open enrollment. So I wanted to make reference to that and also wanted to give Liza an opportunity to continue the conversation and how she works with um, executives, key decision makers. And we ended the um, session talking about the peer advisory groups. And I just want to talk about, you know, the power, the real power of those peers and how you bring them together. And you made light or reference to everything is confidential. And I know during the break, we had a private conversation where um, you shared, you took that confidentiality agreement to the next level. Right. So we actually had a private speaker, uh, which is something that our group does eight times a year. We had a private speaker that helped the group develop our own values and our expected behaviors behind it in terms of what would make a successful group. And as a result of that, we had uh, developed a much more extensive confidential agreement than even Vistage has as in terms of its expectations of its members. Because as you said earlier, the number one reason people stay with their companies is really their boss. And, and what is, is there a good fit? Is there a good alignment? And are we doing everything we can to be as successful as we can? So when being in a peer advisory group, um, specifically in, in my, my Vistage groups, the goal is to focus more on the business and trust your staff to take care of what needs to be done in the business so that you can um, have more strategic planning and your conversations around these other business leaders, they're all looking to achieve similar uh, successful results. Well, you know, you've had great success because most of your members stay in your groups um, for about seven to 14 years. So why is that? And they obviously like what they're doing and uh, the benefits that it's providing them back in the workplace. workplace. So share with us, what makes people stay with this group so long? Question. So it's funny, actually, I just recently asked my members to uh, to share share their, their favorite stories of being in the group and uh, their, their ROI or, or what their successes were. And, you know, some of them were surrounded around increased revenue. 
Um, others were around saving on expenses. A lot of them were, you know, um, relationship, whether it's relationships with their staff, relationships with their banks, with their vendors. My members know that they're not alone on an island anymore. When they're in this group, they stay because of the relationships formed. They go through such difficult times or such exciting opportunities, and they know that they confidently made a better decision as a result. So for them to stay, it's it's not even a question for them. Well, share with us, how are you different from these roundtables, these professional roundtables that are out there? There are lots of great roundtables out there. So I'll, I'll start with that. And it, so this is really a matter of what's, what's the best fit for you. The Tech Vistage model, I think, is, is really the, the best that's out there. There's a monthly meeting that we meet as a group, and that's hosted at each of the different members' uh, locations. We have a speaker eight times a year. Uh, we have a speaker that's privately contracted to come in, and that's specific to the needs of of our group. So your members actually let you know what topics that they'd like to bring somebody in from the outside to talk about or discuss. Absolutely. And so uh, often they're allowed to also bring a key guest, an executive team member, to come along with them. So um, my upcoming speaker is on on how to effectively do public speaking, and how to be a um, successful story writer so you have more engaging conversations. Arguably, that could be something that a marketing uh, chief marketing person might want to attend. But you know what? An HR person does too because telling the right story of why to come work for us. It could also be um, your chief financial person because you're working on selling a bank proposal to your lender. So um, they're allowed to bring um, typically a guest to that speaker, and the speakers are really what our group as a whole needs. One other aspect of the Tech Vistage that that is near and dear to me is that we have monthly one-to-ones. I meet with each one of my members and we focus what's most important to them at that time. So when you meet with them one-on-one, how do you report back to them um, the progress of them as an individual and as a leader? So you meet with them um, 12 times throughout the year. And is there like an annual review where you kind of go back and say, all right, this is where we started. This is where we've come. And how do you measure that? Good question. So actually, as a chair, my one of my key responsibilities is to hold them accountable. Because again, who else is going to hold them accountable? Are these action items things that someone else wants of them? No, these are ones that they specifically want. So rather than waiting Each time we meet, each month we meet, I bring out the old last month's personal action summary and I ask them, what's the progress on them? And it's great when I sit down and they have their copy, they already have it checked off. I know that we're already celebrating the success. And I have personal action summaries for both our one-to-ones as well as the monthly groups because there might be something that came up with a speaker that they now want to accomplish and apply, or there might be something when we processed an issue, whether it's their issue or even someone else's issue, that brought up something that they now want to make sure gets done. So I know um, when we talk, you use this great term, and I love it. It's um, carefrontational. So it combines two words, care and confrontational. Um, Expand on that. 
So when we go through the clarifying questions within that 60-year methodology we talked about, that's getting to the deep root issue. So they know that we're going to ask them questions specifically that, that they're not the surface questions that everybody can easily see. If you think about it like an iceberg, the top of the iceberg, everyone can see those issues. These are the deeper questions with regards to what am I doing to continue or enable this 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 issue or this uh, opportunity from not progressing or what's going to happen in six months if this doesn't get resolved or you know what you brought this up two months ago what didn't we get right why are we addressing this again so just cutting right to it so some of the solutions and the action plans that you put into place or the team does um, and you talk about, all right, if this problem st- continues to come back um, to the table as far as we've got this challenge, what happens then? First of all, I'd like to commend my group because rarely have things come back. And that's because we get to the root issue, just kind of like I said, that Six Sigma aspect. We got to the root issue when we were processing it initially. And so the person was willing to let us take them there, but at the same time, my group was asking the right questions. Because I look at this similar, when they take this methodology back to work, when you're a boss, somebody comes, knocks on your door, comes into the room, and they have a problem, and you tell them what they need to do, and they leave. Well, what have you really accomplished except an immediate fix to that problem? Instead, I want my members, knock, knock, knock on the door, employee comes in, and they ask the right clarifying, carefrontational questions, get deep, what is the real problem, and then how can this person help find and resolve the issue so they don't always depend on coming to you. And again, you need to free up time as a business owner so you can work on the business. That means trusting these people and helping them understand that, uh, yeah, you're, you're going in the right direction. Ask these questions of yourself before you even come to me. Well, what's interesting is when you think about who's facilitating these conversations in these groups and knowing what questions to ask and getting to that point. So you facilitate these groups, but you can um, probably relate to the other peers of the other leaders asking great questions. And I'm going to stop you before you answer that because I'm getting indication we should take a break. Um, If you'd like to reach out to Liza, she can be reached at 262-510-6066. And again, if you'd like to reach out to me, Jean Range, I'm at 262-691-3200. With that, we'll take a break and continue this conversation. My first job at Kessler's was handing out balloons to little kids. I was six years old. But then I realized she had talent as a jewelry designer. One of the greatest joys of life has been seeing your response to my swan collection of fine jewelry. The whole thing was her idea. A pair of swans, nose to nose, forming the perfect Valentine's heart. Swans mate for life. Swans are nature's perfect symbol of loyalty. I really want you to see these swans. The swan collection is available at only one store in the whole world. And that store is Kessler's Diamonds. I just released a brand new swan pendant. In sterling or gold. I love this pendant. They start at just $140. You can buy her the really big one for $1,400. Or choose one of the four other sizes in between. Two of nature's creatures, absolutely loyal, nose to nose. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. 
We've had a couple conversations or segments talking to Liza LeClaire, and she is part of Tech Vistage. And we're learning how Tech Vistage and Liza, how they touch key decision makers and corporations and helping them be better leaders and more profitable organizations. And when we ended the segment, uh, the last segment, we were just getting into that conversation on facilitating these groups or these one-on-one meetings and asking the right questions. And um, let's talk about that and these questions and how it all works. So um, expand on this. Give us a a little insight to this. So coaching the uh, business owner to ask the right questions is imperative, not just to our group, but to be successful when they go back to work. Because it's one thing to ask these deep questions of really understanding what the issue is. The second, though, is listening. Am I... Am I listening? Because a lot of times you've got a quick answer. You're ready to, to tell your staff what they need to do. Same thing in the group. So we, we kind of joke that if you have a suggestion and then you just made it into a question, that's a suggestion. That's not a clarifying question. So asking the right questions are these clarifying questions, these confrontational questions that, you know, where does this stem from? How long, you know, uh, what is going to happen if this doesn't get resolved? What's the impact on on the number of hours spent on this or the relationships that are impacted or the, the emotional drain that, that could happen or the opportunity cost. So there are, uh, there's kind of a, I have, I have a little cheat sheet to, to help as, uh, as everyone continues to build their skill sets in asking the right questions, but it's also being able to listen and not throw suggestions out there because that again, isn't helping the person in the long run. Well, I was going to focus on that key um, talent of listening, because when you think about it, if you're a leader, and I'm going to even tie this into parenting, um, because you're the leader of your family, before your child or your coworker is even done with their sentence addressing a concern or an issue, you as a leader or as a parent are already formulating how you're going to answer that and how to fix the problem. Because most of us are wired to fix and find solutions. So that is a huge skill set when you're able to listen and then respond, not react. And there's a huge difference between that when you're responding to somebody versus reacting. So do you ever find you have a key leader that really struggles with listening? In fact, what's interesting, Liza, is one of our billboards is before we advise, we listen. And so if you have been blessed with the opportunity to sit across the table from one of the uh, numerous advisors at Ellen Becker Investment Group, you know there is a first meeting that lasts maybe an hour or hour and a half, and we're just listening to their challenges with their financial concerns um, and their family concerns. So when you're working with these leaders, have you ever met somebody who really struggled just listening? It is it is a challenge for, for many leaders. So to your question, yes, yes, I have. But they're, they're open, and they realize that they need to, um, to take that 10 seconds before you want to quickly jump in with a suggestion and um, and truly listen. When you ask a question, you ask a single question. Don't ask two questions. So one question, give it enough time, wait for them. Let the, let the power of silence do all the heavy lifting. And, and even just to, to throw out some quick coaching suggestions. You know, we're used to when we were kids and you wrote an essay, they would say, does it include the who, what, where, when, why, and how? Ask questions that begin with all of those except the why. 
When you ask a question with why, it kind of puts somebody on the defensive. But if you can creatively think of questions that are, how did you do this? You know, uh, what, what was going on at this time? So where, so everything, the who, what, where, when, why, take the, and how, take the why out of there, and you're going to really have a great start to, to coaching, whether it's your family or whomever. You make reference to something called the green box exercise. And let's just spend a couple moments on that. What is that? And um, have you done it? So the green box exercise I came across as a Vistage uh, story, a tech Vistage group down in Australia had a member that was flying out uh, of town and his flight got delayed in Australia at the airport. And he called his son and said, you know what? We, we work for the, the same company. I've never told you. I put together all my important information, my contacts, my phone numbers, important papers, and I put it in a green box, you know, in my desk, and I never told you that that's where this green box is. Well, long story short, unfortunately, his flight didn't make it, and he perished that day. Fortunately, though, his son and, then his, and, um, and his mom went and found this green box. And so as a, a learning story or opportunity from Vistage that uh, all the Tech Vistage members now are encouraged to create a green box. So it, I think it's interesting because my husband and I tapped into an, what I consider kind of a green box through Ellen Becker. That's the first time we, we really put this together where here's, here we were planning for the future and planning for the unknown. And so what, what I've done is I've expanded the green box with what Tech Vistage has along with our own my own experiences and experiences, it's a, an agile doc, a fluid doc that any of the members can add to. And each year uh, the doc is completed, or I'm sorry, the checklist is completed. So uh, this could be everything. This includes letters to your, your family members, uh, to your children, to your employees, to having copies of your irrevocable trust that I know Gene, you, and, uh, and the whole group at Ellen Becker is caring more beyond our financial planning, but actually how do we have things laid out with our house titles and our checking accounts. And, and it just, it, it's a full checklist that I guess gives you the opportunity to pause and think, how can I leave the, the best um, information in one place for, for anybody in, in the event that, that they need to? And then this is something every year that the, the members are going to update. Which is perfect. Um, that this is a live document, and they constantly um, update this. When we come back, we're going to talk about some different um, true uh, life scenarios that you've encountered and how you've worked with individuals and corporations. Um, and that, I think, is going to be very interesting. Again, if you'd like to reach out to me, I'm Jean Range, part of Ellen Becker Investment Group. I can be reached at 262-691-3200. And if you'd like to reach out to Liza at Tech Vistage, she can be reached at 262 262- Five one zero, And if you'd like more information on that green box exercise, um, give Liza a call or shoot her an email. Uh, and her email address is Liza.LeClaire. So L-I-Z-A dot L-E-C-L-A-I-R-E at VistageChair.com. With that, let's take a break. 
Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Jean Range, Senior Wealth Advisor at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just off of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive. We're also located in Whitefish Bay, as well as Bonita Springs, Florida. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit the website at ellenbecker.com. We've had a great dialogue with Liza LeClaire, who's part of Tech Vistage, learning about how she works with uh, individuals as well as businesses. And I want to give everybody a little insight on how she works with individuals when we touch on coaching um, and the different, uh, the significant impact that you've had on members when you've coached individuals. Share with us a story um, that you can think of where you've coached somebody and it's had a great impact on themselves. Hmm. Um, often members bring an issue to the monthly meeting where the solution ends up being something entirely different than anyone expected. You know, that Lean Six Sigma getting past the symptoms and getting to really addressing those real issues. So in the end, they've solved not only their immediate need, but are better leaders for the future. So you know, I, I can remember a member brought a staff integrity issue to process and it wanted to explore the best way to resolve it. He let the group ask deeper questions and because his initial issue was only a symptom of something bigger that was negatively impacting his leadership judgment, the power of the peer group along with the 60-year methodology enabled him to question his questions. And this took the analysis to a completely different direction than he initially thought. He was challenged in that carefrontational manner, and it turned out that there were signs that he overlooked. He didn't realize what they meant, and the real issue was something that stemmed back many years and experiences with his family. And this influenced how he dealt with business issues. So as a result, his direct leadership was enabling this problem to continue. Once there was clarification, then the group's suggestions were more impactful. Now the real leadership opportunity is making better decisions for his company that leads to bigger success and faster. So it's funny. I, I always remember weeks later there was a different member, and he, he said he was grateful that I knew about these previous family experiences to help our discussions. But I told him, I didn't know this. It was the group questioning his questions and using the methodology that we follow to get to the root issue. So not only did that member leave feeling better equipped to handle the immediate challenge. As a chairman, I'm really coaching the entire Tech Vistage executive board to apply this process back to their companies. So when you, when you think about it, typically an employee goes to their boss with that problem to leave with instructions on how to fix it. Well, now they, they're asking the right questions so that they can grow their businesses and, and grow as leaders. So that was interesting that somebody or an aspect of his personal or her personal life had such a huge impact on how that individual was running their team or their business. So you do touch on a little bit personal and a little bit professional, and that's the whole person. Right. It, this was this was before he, he even owned a company, before he was even finished with school, but it was impacting his leadership, just the, the way that he was handling issues. And again, to feel so comfortable sharing those personal insights is critical. So that's at the individual basis. Let's talk about an, a business impact story um, where you've made a measurable impact resulting in the Tech Visage meetings. So it, 
First, I have to preface this by saying it does take a very strong individual to put himself or herself out there and to be vulnerable to the core. Um, and, And my members know that sometimes they might not like what they're about to hear. And they also know that they won't be alone at the top. So they have our group to confidentially take these issues on. So I had a member that brought an issue to our Tech Vistage Executive Board, and his employees' actions jeopardized a $1.2 million client over a $60 invoice by following company procedures. Uh, the member had prepared ahead of time to process an issue at our, at our uh, Tech Vistage Executive Board meeting that he needed help. So he brought this to the group with two questions in mind. First, how is he going to resolve things regarding this $1.2 million customer, and two, he needs to deal with his employee who messed things up. As I began to lead the group through this issue processing steps, we started with the obvious symptoms, and then the Tech Vistage peer group started asking him deeper questions, and he actually just stopped, and he said, wait, this is a much bigger issue than the immediate problem, and I need you, my peer group, to help me as I'm a leader of this company. So help me understand, where did I go wrong and what do I need to do to set things in the right direction? Because who else is going to ask? You know, your staff's going to tell you what you want to hear. Your spouses don't want to hurt your feelings. So the the members of the Tech Vistage Executive Board, they're going to tell you what you need to hear. So by being vulnerable and receiving direct confidential advice from his fellow Uh, peers, he was able to learn how to more effectively be a leader. And the discussions were specifically around empowering his staff to make better judgment calls. So at the end of the day, did he keep his $1.2 million client? He did. And did he make some changes in the employee structure um, to prevent this from ever happening again? This gave him the ability to ask questions of his staff and let them know that they can make the right decisions regardless of what the policy states. So we've talked about individual mentoring. We talked about the impact on a business. Um, Another function that leaders like to do is network. And um, share with us network stories uh, where people ended up um, finding new leaders through your network group uh, or your business group. So it's, it's funny because earlier today you had mentioned about the importance of successioning. Sometimes leaving a Tech Vistage executive board is as great as joining one. So there was a situation where two CEOs met. They were in the same group, and they had been in the peer advisory group for many years. One of the CEOs was trying to develop a succession plan. He wanted to sell his company. He tried brokering deals, management buyouts, but no results. So he brought it to the group as an issue to process. Lo and behold, another member had a son-in-law who wanted to move back to Wisconsin from out of state. Well, guess what happened? This other member introduced the outgoing business owner to his son-in-law. Long story short, this son-in-law bought the business with a great succession plan. And because the son-in-law saw the value of Vistage member, he actually joined a Vistage group. So in this case, leaving his Tech Vistage peer advisory group is as great as joining one. He never expected that to be the case when he joined 10 years ago. It's all about networking and, and the great relationships built. What a pure compliment on you and the group that you've built where people feel comfortable bringing in these new leaders. Liza, I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. Again, if you'd like to reach out to her, she can be reached at 262-510-6000.
1-866-472-5766. And if you'd like to learn more about Ellen Becker, please visit our website at ellenbecker.com. As always, we hope that we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. Remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen. Be well. Your EIG Wealth Advisor can help you control risk, make sure your estate plan is in order, and help you understand your financial plan during retirement. But we can't control one of the largest drains on your portfolio during retirement. That's your health. For that, we'd like to share expert cooking tips and health wisdom from a local expert, Chef Michael Becker. So stay tuned. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Food Sense. Today, we're going to make some sense of desserts. I have been sharing a lot of recipes with you, but I have not shared a dessert recipe yet. I am not a dessert chef. I am not, or better yet, a pastry chef. I am more of a savory chef. And what I mean by that, I love to cook dishes that have to do with transformation of ingredients from raw to cooked, but... A pastry chef is totally a different art, which I'm not amazing at. I like to be, but I'm not. But I have some desserts that are amazing, yet simple, that I want to share with you. This one is called a granita. A granita is basically a sorbet that has no dairy in it or eggs, but you're not doing it with an ice cream machine. Many of us don't have an ice cream machine at home. So, chef... How do I make a nice sorbet without an ice cream machine? This is what I'm sharing with you. If you have an ice cream machine, so much the better. The beauty is that you can still make this dessert, know exactly what's in it, and enjoy it. It's a phenomenal dessert with just some fresh strawberries and keeping it very simple. And for those of you that don't want dairy or eggs in your diet or you want to go vegan, this is amazing. Here we go. Ingredients. A cup of sugar. Half cup of very good cocoa powder. When I say very good cocoa powder, I'm not just saying that because I want to make your life more difficult. There are differences between good cocoa powder and cheap cocoa powder. The cocoa powder is really the cacao that is the main flavor in chocolate. And it has a beautiful tangy and bitterness to it. A quarter teaspoon of pure vanilla extract. Not imitation. Pure. It's worth it. One eighth a teaspoon of ground cinnamon, a great anti-inflammatory. I hope you keep cinnamon in your diet all the time. Eight teaspoon of kosher salt. What? What are you doing with salt in a dessert? It pops the sweetness and the true flavors of the cocoa and everything else. That's what salt does. And then we're going to have two cups of water, a shot of espresso, or a very, very intense coffee that you can use instant coffee for, by the way. This is one of my tricks. And... One tablespoon of chocolate liqueur. For example, a Tia Maria would do beautifully. Now, these are the directions. In a large saucepan, we're going to mix the sugar, the cocoa powder, the vanilla, cinnamon, and salt. Stir in two cups of water and espresso. Cook over low heat until all the ingredients have dissolved. 
You notice what I'm talking about here? You basically put everything together, put water in there and bring it to a boil, reduce it to a very gentle simmer and be done with it. That's it. You take it off the heat, you let it relax a little bit, maybe 30 seconds to a minute, and you stir in the coffee liqueur. You place it in a plastic container and you put it in the refrigerator. Not in the freezer, in the refrigerator. You're allowing all the ingredients to slowly cool down so they get married and they give you a very well-balanced flavor. Then you take it out of the plastic after about, let's say, 30 minutes to 45 minutes. You pour it in a Pyrex or a roasting pan that goes inside the freezer. You leave it in the freezer for an hour without touching it. Go back in an hour and scrape it with a spoon. The top is already frozen, and then it's going to mix with the liquid that is still not frozen. And later by later, it's going to freeze. So you do that same action one more time. Again, if necessary, a second time, and the whole thing is frozen. Oh, God help you. You are going to be to heaven. Enjoy it. Have it with some berries, some blueberries. It doesn't matter what. Just think about me while you're having it. I love you a ton, and I'll see you next week. No, 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 no. We'll talk next week. If you would like more of Chef Becker's recipes and food tips, go to ellenbecker.com and click under the resource tab.